today's topic is how to make prayer a habit. If you're listening to the podcast, you're probably someone who prays or wants to pray more or has questions about it. So, Pastor, what, what do you have to say about prayer in, in your life? Well, you know, I grew up in church, and so I knew that I was supposed to pray. My parents encouraged me to pray. I did a lot of praying. There was a moment, though, uh, while I was already in ministry, I'm already a pastor, and I have this constant sense that I'm not praying enough. And so I decided that I was going to do something that I'm very careful to only do uh, with serious intentions, and that is to make a vow. Because in Ecclesiastes, it talks about don't make a vow to God and then not pay it. Yeah. Because he'll curse the work of your hands. You know, I, I don't want God to curse the work of my hands. I, I need his blessing and his help at every level. So I decided, um, because I felt like this was really an area of weakness in my life, and I was already a pastor, um, that I needed to do something different in order to put myself in the routine of prayer and make it more meaningful in my life. So I made a vow that for the next year, that the first thing I would do every morning when I got up would be I would go and I would kneel down and pray. You know, I'm good at praying in the car. I'm, do, I'm good at praying emergency prayers. I'm, sure. I'm good at all of that, and I did that. But that's, that wasn't working for me. I still do all of that. Yeah, yeah. believe me. When I'm in an emergency, I'm praying. Sure. Uh, I do pray in the car. I mean, this whole idea of pray without ceasing is kind of a practical idea of just live life with God. So anyway, I made this vow, and so I decided that I would get up every morning, and I have an office at, ha- at the house, which is wonderful. So I can go into my office, and I'm alone, and I would get on my knees, and I would spend the first few minutes of my day praying. So that's, that changed everything for me. Really? It did. Um, and then I was guided by one man in the Bible, and his name is Enoch. Okay. All right, so when I read in Genesis chapter 5, it's the, it's the, it's the genealogy uh, you know, these stools are slick, and I slide. I know, I keep sliding as okay, well. Okay, thank you. We're in it, we're in it together. Yeah, okay, so I'm, I'm going to hold on to this table, and I won't slide so much. So here we go. Um, I, Genesis chapter 5 is the, the uh, genealogy. It starts with Abraham, goes all the way down, and it's always, and they lived this many years, and they had a child, and, and then they died. They lived this many years, and they died. And they lived this many years, and they died. So you get all the way down through that list, and then you hit something that is very different. His name is Enoch. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not because God took him. What? So he didn't die? Yeah, it has no end date to his, no to end his date. life. That's the end of his... Yeah. The, the end of his story is Enoch walked with God in such a practical way that God almost said, hey, Enoch, just come on up. I thought, wow, that's, that's incredible. And then in Hebrews... It talks about uh, Enoch again. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but Enoch pleased God. Like, is there anything else you would want in your life? I want to please God. Yeah. And so um, Enoch, it says uh, that God will he, will, he will bless those who diligently seek me. And it kind of put a different spin on my prayer. Prayer was all of a sudden not just about telling God about what was going on in my life, which he already knows. Yeah. It was a moment where I was in the presence of God, and I was seeking God. I, I, I'm like on my knees in a very practical and real way, because God, I want you to know I showed up again today, and whether you talk to me or not, I'm here. 
because I need you and I want you and I want to please you and I don't always do the right thing and I need you so much if I'm going to even come close to pleasing you. Yeah. It changed my life. So in that in that year you said I mean the word diligently seek. I mean that. Yes. Did you have days that you missed? Did you have days that you did it for you only had 10 minutes or 5 minutes or was was that always a home run? Did what was that like for you that year? Okay, well, you know, I, I'm so serious about the vow part, the first sure, year, yeah. that even if I was sick, I would, I would slide off my bed, hit my knees, and I sure. would pray. And it was a very small prayer because sure. I wasn't feeling good, but I did it. Yeah. And, and so, um, honestly, the truth is I would sometimes go to my office, get on my knees, and I just like, couldn't get started. Yeah. Praying is hard. And I, I remember some of my prayers started out like this. All right, God, here I am again today, and honestly, God, I'm not sure if I'm doing this right. But I do know one thing. I'm on my knees because I want to seek you. So if you have something to say, I'm here to hear it. Um, I just want to be with you whether I feel it or not. Yeah. I'm going to be here. Yeah. So you, you talked about there's, there's different types of prayers. There are the emergency prayers where you, you show up and say, God, something just happened, and I don't... I don't know how to handle it. I don't even have the words. Um, what about, I mean, you, you talked about the verse of, uh, in, in Thessalonians where it says to pray without ceasing. Yes. What does that look like in your life? Is it just you're always having some kind of inner dialogue with, with God? Are you just sneaking off to pray consistently? What, what does that look like for you? Okay, so after that year, what happened for me was I was more conscious of the presence of God every minute of my day. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm not, there's never a time, that, I mean, I don't, I don't want to run and hide from God. I want to live openly and consciously in his presence throughout the day. So therefore, I found that my prayers, my emergency prayers got more. My seeking God, because I don't know what I'm doing, got more. And it was more natural for me to sort of like live life in the presence of God, uh, praying when I needed to. Yeah. Um, what about, I, I love the verse in Philippians where it says um, to make your requests known. And, and in my study of it, I've understood that it's just kind of un unloading those things to God. It doesn't have to be this kind of practiced and, and well thought out, um, well conversed conversations with God. Uh, what has that looked like to you uh, of just kind of bearing your heart to God? Well, I, it, it's, it's incredibly centering. It, it brings perspective to the day-to-day -day stuff that goes on in our lives. So it has been so amazing. As I look back in retrospect now, yeah. it has been so amazing. Um, but my, my prayer life always would go back to the teaching of Jesus. Hmm. I figure, why would I ask anybody else how to pray other than Jesus, who was the very Son of God? And he taught his... He taught his disciples and the people how to pray. Mm -hmm. That prayer right there is the prayer I use as a template from which I jump off into the realities of my day. The Lord's Prayer? The Lord's Prayer. How, what does that look like? Okay, so the Lord's Prayer goes like this. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I, ha I always begin by telling God how much I love him and appreciate him. I I thank him for his righteousness, for his faithfulness. I thank him for the fact that everything he has ever said is true. 
that he always does the right thing, that I can like fully trust him with every part of my life because of his character. Mm-hmm. And then I, I go through and I, I, I thank him for the gospel. Yeah. Uh, it's not because he hasn't heard me say thank you. It's because I need to rehearse it every day, and I need to thank him for sending Jesus. I need to thank him for the presence of the Holy Spirit. I, I, I need to just you know tell God how much I love him. So that's where I start. Then I go to your, your kingdom come and your will be done. So, like, I want to do your will today. Yeah. Okay. Here's a situation. I don't know what, what needs to happen here, but may your kingdom come mm-hmm. and your will be done uh, in my life, in my family, in my ministry, uh, in the lives of the people. I, there, when I pray for people, I don't know how to solve people's problems. You don't? I don't. I don't know what's the right thing. <laughs> yeah. So I just I pray for that. Yeah. Um, and then, then it goes, the, the second half, which, so the first three are, um, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. God, you're so awesome. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my interpretation of that. Okay. Yeah. Second is give uh, um, your kingdom come. Yeah. Like, if the world is rebelling against Jesus, and it is, I'm one, one person on my knee today yeah. saying, I want your kingdom to come. Yeah. And then may your will be done. I really want your will. I mean, James mm-hmm. talks a lot about the will of God. Why would you, why would you not ask for the will of God? God will give it to those who ask, yeah. and He gives it generously. Yeah. So wh- why would I walk through life with just what I know? Yeah. And then the practical things are: give us this day our daily bread, because you and I need stuff. Yeah. There's we a need... practical aspect oh, to it. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Daily bread. I mean, there's there's almost nothing as minute as minutia as hey, give us today what we need today. Yes. And He wants to hear it. Yeah. You, you need to pay your car insurance, you can ask him for that because yeah. he knows you need that. Yeah. Everything. But it's so interesting how the first two or three put the daily bread in perspective. Oh, it does. Because if you're so thanking does. him for who he is and what he's done for you and your salvation and grace and mercy, and then you get to your daily bread, you go, God, you, you, you own the cattle on a thousand hills. Yes. You, you are big. You are powerful. So you can give me the daily bread that I need. You are good. Well, are, are there more aspects to it? Is that where it ends? Uh, I think also for me, I find myself in that moment, first of all, thanking him. Yeah. Uh, man, God, you have given me daily bread every single day of my life. There actually has not been a day where I have gone hungry. You've been so good to me, so I thank you, and I'm asking you again today. Because if you stop giving it to me, I, I, I can't make it. Yeah. Uh, forgive me of my sin as I forgive those who have sinned against me. That is so powerful. Yeah. First of all, unload all of the angst of your life by forgiving the people that have sinned against you. Wow. That's, what a great way to start. Yeah. Uh, to, to actually remember what you've done wrong, so I don't have to carry the guilt that day. I, I am free. Yeah. God, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. Lord, I've had thoughts that were not very charitable and good, and I just need to tell you yeah. that I noticed. You've already known it, but I'm... Forgive me, and, and I, I want to forgive those people who have hurt me deeply. They don't like me. They're irritated with me. Yeah. Uh, but I forgive them. I don't have to solve everything. Yeah. And then the last one is, um, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And then I love the flourish at the end, for that is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. So, um, so today, as I go... There will be challenges and difficulties. There will be spiritual attacks. There are going to be all kinds of evil. I'm humbling myself. 
and I'm begging you to li- deliver me from evil. Yeah. That's a big ask. It's yeah. a big ask. So so let me ask this. You mentioned uh, you don't know how to solve every person's problem. Um, but one of the things the Bible asks us to do is to pray on people's behalf. And I've heard that called intercessory prayer or intercession. Uh, what does that look like for you? Because I know that you pray for people. I mean, I've heard you you do it. I've seen you do it with people that's part of who you are as a person. What, what does that look like to you to, for you to intercede to God on someone's behalf? Uh, I just call their name out. God, I don't know what it's going to take. I don't know what needs to be done, but I just intercede for them. I, I want them to know you and follow you and be as blessed as they can be. So I, I don't know how to you know, sometimes I think we have this tendency to want to tell God what to do and how to solve all these problems of our lives, and I have that tendency. And so it's really freeing for me to say, I don't even know, but yeah. I know I love these people. I know I care about them. Yeah. And I know they, some of them have walked away from the faith. Sure. And I love them still, and I'm, I'm sorry, and it grieves me, and I'm just begging God to please, would you please just speak to them? One of my favorite prayers is, Lord, I pray that the goodness of God would lead them to repentance. That's my favorite prayer. Yeah. Lord, Lord, get them with your goodness. You know, that's how I feel. May the goodness of God lead them to repentance. Because that's so much better than probably what my initial flesh wants to go ahead and do, because it's going to be vengeful or it's going to, it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be what God would, would do. So that prayer is so much better than anything I could think of. And sometimes my sinful flesh wants to word a prayer like, Lord, would you just get them for just me? Just do it. You know? And then Whatever. I'm convicted, you know? I'm go back yeah. go back to now forgive me of my sin because yeah. that's you you are not an agent of evil. Yeah. It's not up to me who, who God should give what they no. deserve. Because no. if I was a, in, in that realm, yes. I would be getting some things that right. I deserve that he saved me from. So in my opinion, prayer is the place where I can seek God in like a real practical way. I can like be in his presence. And it, it, so most of the time, you know, in the moment, it's sometimes so incredibly rich. Sometimes it's like really dry. Sure. And I'm like, I don't even know if I did it right today again, yeah. God. Um, but then I'll walk away from that moment, and throughout the day, I, I kind of feel like, yeah, he was there. I don't know. It's hard to describe. Yeah. So let me ask this. Um, I've heard this is something that, that you've, you do, and well, I've heard you do it, but like, what about praying big dreams? Like God, God maybe put something in your heart um, or, or something that you're thinking about, or I would like to do this, or I would like to be in this stage of life, or I'd like to start this, or God put a desire in your heart. How do you, how do you pray big dreams, and how do you know it's, it's you and not, not God, and, and you want to separate that, and you don't want to pray for things that God doesn't want? Like, how do you pray big dreams? What does that look like? Okay, I'm just going to say I will err on the side of praying for the big dream. Sure. Because life will manage it. And God will help us process that. And if we had a wrong idea, as we dream big dreams and express our faith in a big God who can do the impossible, um, he kind of like works in me to, because sometimes I'm disappointed. Yeah. But, it, but because I, I brought it to him already, he works in me to handle the disappointment. It helps to refine the dream. So I think that why would we not ask? Okay, so this is a confession that's a little bit embarrassing. Um, I preach, right? That's what I do. I've heard it. Yeah. Okay. And this is my prayer, and it is a prayer out of a heart of genuine. I feel really humility. I say, God, would you help me 
to write and deliver a great sermon today. Because why would I not want to serve your people with the best? Yeah. I don't want to be great, but would you just let your Holy Spirit, would you let your Holy Spirit do something supernatural? So why would I never ask for the best from a God who is present? So that, that's my prayer. It's an audacious prayer. Yeah. And everybody judges every week whether it was the best or not. I get sure. it. I, I get it. But why would I not ask? Yeah. I'm going to ask every time. You have not because you ask not. You have not because you ask not. Yeah. How big is your God? Yeah. Why not go for broke? Yeah. Any, any other thoughts on prayer or prayer in your life? Man, I, I would just encourage everybody, figure it out. I, I think you've got to put it in the, in the rhythm and schedule of your day. I really do. And there are going to be days when you'd be like, I don't think this is doing anything. Sure. Keep going. Don't give up. Take that verse in Hebrews. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Diligently. That means daily. That means don't give up on that. Just keep doing it. It, it will absolutely transform your life and your walk with God and the way you live with other people. Love it. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Jared. Yeah, we hope you join us next time. 